You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Stephen, it is freezing cold on the East Coast, in the Midwest, and all points in between. How are you? You know, I'm, I don't know, look, yeah, it's been cold, but it's not Chicago cold. I mean, it's... It I was said like, Midwest. It was like 21, no, 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 I'm talking about TC, it was like 21 yeah. degrees yesterday, and people were like, oh my god, it's so freezing. I was like... Folks, it's like well, minus thirty eight in Chicago. Twenty one to cold that, winter day. Of course, my kids didn't have school or that half a day of school. Uh, look, even though it's not Chicago cold, it's still cold. I mean, let's be clear: cold is cold. I mean, that's crazy. What's going on in the Midwest? And the, and the fact is, and you and I uh, texted about this. People are dying. Yeah. In this cold, no. it's not funny. But you like, know what? It's you know what. Did you see the president's, like, kind of cruel tweets oh, about this? Of course. He's like, where's the global where's the warming global? everybody talked about? It's like, Holy crap, really? there are people dying in the cold. And it's unreal. Like, it's, people I mean, are fainting. No one is knowing where they are. And then their bodies are freezing. Like, literally freezing to death. And he's like, bring back the global warming. Because they still think it's a hoax. Oh my god. To them to them this is all a hoax perpetrated by, how, by big science. How do you do that? I mean that that actually the warming the physical warming of the planet is a hoax or the idea that like like scientists in the, in China are pressing buttons and making it warmer in the in Oklahoma over the no, last 15 that, years or just no. the idea that there's some is a total hoax. The idea that it's man-made is hoax. I, I know, mean, you I know, know, the Earth still, warms and cools weird. all the time. It's a Chinese hoax? It's what? Not, I, I mean, it's trying to destroy our economy. And then they'll pivot to, well, in China they're not doing anything anyway, and they pollute way more than we do, and they're influence on global climate change is more than ours. It and, is true that the Chinese are like building coal plants like crazy. Um, but I think but they have done more on... Alternative than we have, right? Not, and and their sure. coal plants are clean, beautiful coal plants. Clean, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> coal. Oh my god! Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. the big news Meanwhile, in Washington is yes. not you know it's not Trump, it's not McConnell, it's not anything. The governor of the, Virginia, Ralph yeah. Northam, like solid. Liberal pediatrician, uh, former military uh, officer. You know, honestly, like people rejoiced when he was when he was elected governor. He succeeded Terry McAuliffe. There's right. one Democrat after another. Well, there was this big debate about late term abortion in uh, Virginia the other day, and of course, the media got it wrong, and the right wing went bananas, well, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I mean late term abortion is fairness, really, you know. But the, it was it was it was it, it it was blown completely out of proportion um, because there the was Virginia, a lawmaker in Virginia who flubbed the right. response on the floor right, and right. really lent 
to this right wing craziness like, over it. But implosion. the fact of the matter is, is that Virginia has had some of the most draconian anti-choice laws on the books. I mean, these things where you have to, it has to basically be a hospital, all these kinds of restrictions. So, and three doctors three do- the to whole, sign the, off right, on it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Anyway, so he was supportive of this bill. The legislator who introduced it did a really bad job, contributed yeah. to it. Anyway, so one of these anti-abortion groups went out digging up stuff on Ralph Northam. And what did they discover? But in his medical school yearbook, their yearbooks in medical school? I know, seriously. Like, what, who has time in medical school to put together right, a yearbook? Right. Anyway. Shouldn't you be saving lives? <laughs> so there is, among his... Four pictures. One of the pictures is someone in blackface and someone in the white robes of the Ku Klux Klan. And it's like, well, either Northam's the guy in the blackface or he's the guy in the robes. It's terrible. This Uh, is a 1984 medical school yearbook. And then there's some dumb quote about drinking beer. What is this, like friends with Kavanaugh? Anyway. I, I like beer. I like beer. I like this. So, so the outrage so this is a big problem. Is, this is and deservedly so. Um, yes, okay. but but the outrage from the right is hypocritical. Oh yes, of course. I mean, so let's be clear. Uh, of course, I mean Donald Trump. They protect Donald Trump. Donald Trump engages in you know racist, misogynist, homophobic, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic dog whistles all the time. Steve King, how long long has Steve King been in Congress? Right. Nobody on the right is calling for him to resign. Shit. Right. No, until only until recently. But even then, he's still there. He's still there, right? He hasn't been running from office. But meanwhile, in Virginia. But Ralph Northam's going to go. He's going to go. Which is appropriate. It's appropriate that he should go. This is the difference between Democrats and Republicans, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right? This is the difference. Right. The party of personal responsibility. <laughs> Has none. I mean, uh, their personal, for Republicans, when they say we're the party of personal responsibility, do you know what that really means? Mm. It means that it means that dark people should not be receiving government assistance. That's what personal <laughs> right. responsibility right. means. It doesn't mean that when something surfaces from my from your past, you're going to step up, admit that you made a mistake, and then do the right thing and walk away. And, and actually, Northam has yes, he's said, already apologized. He, he apologized immediately. He said, "I take full responsibility." But I mean, if. He, and he said he wanted to win back people's trust. Well, my view is if he wants to win back people's trust, he should resign, give way to the lieutenant governor, a Democrat, an African-American, and let him and govern then, the state. And then rerun if he wanted to? Well, I don't know. Listen, this is very difficult because we're talking about something that happened many years ago, right. which I'm not justifying. Don't get me wrong. Right. This is This is bad, period. He's apologizing for it. He's right. as opposed to Kavanaugh, right. who admitted zero, right. as opposed to Steve King, who admits zero right. and continues to fight. Look, re- remember what happened with Al Franken? Yeah. Al Franken got, you know, there were video service of him touching women inappropriately, and he apologized and resigned. Right. That's how it goes. So. Again, he's apologizing. Right. So he, I, it looks like he wants to, to stick around and fight. He does. But 
He's going to go, though. He's going to go. Gonna, the entire, there's going to be know, an avalanche. The entire yeah. national democratic uh, apparatus is going to push him out. Um, and I don't think I don't necessarily think that that's an inappropriate thing to do. Uh, no, you know, no, granted, it was it was. But we made all of these arguments. If we're going to make these arguments about Kavanaugh, you know, well, right. and the and the Republicans say, well, it was the eighties. He was young. Da da da. If you're going to, yeah. I agree. And you say no, Kavanaugh. It's you cannot do this. It says you something about the character. And yeah. part of the part of the Kavanaugh thing, of course, was his character, his his unwillingness. To right, he doesn't admit, admit to anything. It. So you ha- you have to give Northam, you know, some credit here, but of course, and and people's views I- evolve and they change and so on and so forth. But I don't know. My sense is, had he entered public life and said, "There is this thing, and this is not the person who I am," That's and true. I can prove it to you, That's that would have been better. But he hid it for all these years. Well, did he hide it or did he just ignore well, it? I, he ignored I, it. He I mean, he didn't. You know, right? I don't. I didn't hear stories about him collecting all of the copies of the yearbook that are out there and <laughs> right. you know burning them. But you know, let's be. Let's remember. Remember Robert Byrd? Yes, Robert Byrd. Right. Robert Byrd was an actual member of right. the Ku Klux Klan. Not like he took a picture somewhere. He was a card carrying member. Did, was, and then there's a couple he, of members of the Senate. Who were, right? Yeah. I mean, this was part of the history of America. Right. So he self-filled, um, you know, he ran and he... Right, Robert Byrd. He finished his term. He finished he all in his career. The Senate he retired for 100 an years old man. From That's true. West Virginia. Um, yeah, who was a member of the Klan. Yeah. Still, it's that but was... I don't yeah, know. times, times, times change. change. Times have changed, and we're applying a standard of behavior. You know, and people say, "Oh, you can't it, do something stupid in your youth." That's that's. I don't think that's the point. I think the point well, is you can do something stupid in your youth. You have to say, "I did something stupid in my youth." So you're you're saying you have to get out in front of it. I yeah, absolutely. So if you're running for office. You have to take stock of everything but, that you've done in your past and admit to it and say, this is who I am. Don't judge me by my worst moment. Right. Judge I, me by my best I moment. I think that that's appropriate. But the thing is, this is the thing that was most astonishing to me. I mean, yeah. I got I think I sent you the Axios thing. And, and, yeah. I, and I, why, why do people think it's consistently funny to be racist? I don't. I don't get yeah. that at all. Like, what is funny about blackface and Ku Klux Klan robes? I mean, it was from from what I from what I can tell. Yeah, this is this was intended to be funny. Okay, so in the best case scenario, it's an insensitive. But joke. But, but like, but, but I don't understand why that's funny. Again, let's put ourselves in. Where did he go to medical school? I didn't go to medical school. Where Where did he go to medical oh, school? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in Virginia? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I'll look it up. Hold on. 1984? So let's put ourselves in that scenario. We're talking about yeah, but the 80s in Virginia where norms were slightly different than they are today. I know, but still. It's not funny. We get it. I, it's it's it not just, funny. It, it bothers okay. the mind. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to throw something out here, and I'm going to ask you what you think. All right. One of our favorite movies. One of our favorite movies. Yeah. Is Trading Places. Yes. yes. Trading Places is a flat-out funny movie. It's true. If you remember, Dan Aykroyd 
Is he at one point? Yes. He's playing a Rastafarian African, right? Which is also like a mixed, a couple of mixed right. uh, metaphors in there. When you watched that movie, did that occur to you that that was wrong? 1982. Obviously, we were a lot younger then. Right. So the sense that we have now, we didn't necessarily have them. But it, did it occur to you that it was wrong? I guess it didn't. I mean, did the, the, the scene that had the most that impact wrong? on me in that movie was... Yes, we know. I'm we know Nabuku, exchange student from Cameroon. That's the scene. Was that the same scene? That's the scene. Oh, yeah. And he comes in with the big blunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, I mean, the fact that you don't even remember But it, but it was Eddie Murphy's was. performance that was the thing that was, that had, I forgot that okay. the whole Dan Aykroyd thing. But You're Eddie, right. right. Okay. So, so if Eddie Murphy is in that scene with Dan Aykroyd. Right. He didn't seem to have a problem with that. <laughs> right. I'm serious. So, yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, and to me, watching that. He's not trying, he's not making fun of anybody. He's trying to put one over right. on that guy, Beats. Right, okay. Who had, who had the fake crop report with him. Right. The fake cop crop report. <laughs> so when you watch that, is it wrong now to laugh and think that this is okay? Right. It's a good question. That's the question. Right. Come on, man. Right, and we've, ta- let's we've, be, let's we've, be discussed, we've discussed the misogyny and, like, kind of sexual harassment that it runs throughout Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And every movie that we loved right. in the 80s. Right, right, right. And it's, it's I, of course, I mean, you make a, you make a good point, and, um. But we all thought that was a funny yeah, scene. No. Right. So. I mean, look, it's not the same thing as standing next to a guy in a clan Or being in a clan robe. Right. So, again, we're applying a standard of behavior, and that's okay. But, like, let's just admit that that's what we're doing. Right. But, okay, that's fine. But, you know, the the fact of the matter is, is that Ralph Northam is in public life. Um, And his record is, he's got a a great record. Yeah. I just can't – I don't know. I don't think people should be able to say, OK, the record is great. He he really does need to earn back okay. trust. And so I don't know. Should he, he go to, should he go to a predominant African-American church this weekend and express his sorrow for this and ask for forgiveness? I mean let's assume he wants to stay in office. Yeah. What is it, what is it that he should be doing? What, what well, would what be acceptable? What you're saying is he shouldn't – you're saying he shouldn't stay in office. I don't think so. so. So, yes. But what do you think? You know what? This is a hard question to answer. And, you know, the idea of going to a black church, okay. I mean, it seems fake, right? I mean, the guy was in blackface or in a Klan robe. Granted, it was like 38 years ago, but still. Okay, so ask for forgiveness. Yeah. Admit that you made a mistake. Right. And then seek some sort of advice from a group of people across the spectrum and... You know, help them. Right. Ha- have them help you determine I, what to I do. I just, I just think, I just think the only way at this well, he's point gonna have to resign. that <laughs> he has to earn people's trust is by you, 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 you've done this thing. Granted, it was a long time ago, but the only way right. to demonstrate that you are actually sincere yeah. in your regret and sorrow right. is by resigning and giving up the thing that you you want the most, okay. right? Then let's apply that same standard to Steve King. Oh, well, look, I'm, I'm the first person to say Steve King is a, yeah. 
racist, Islamophobic, so anti-Semitic. Where's his apology tour? Where's the first stop on that? Look, there's Besides no Fox equivalence News. here between how the Democratic Party and the Republican Party again, on this. We are struggling with this because we are people of conscience, right? Yeah. So it's not about power and it's not about maintaining a control on power. It's right. about doing the right, right thing. thing. Right. Doing the right thing. So he needs to look inside himself and decide what the right thing is. And also, quite frankly, you know, the voters and his constituents are going to tell him what their right thing is. Because clearly, you know, what's okay for Steve King's constituents in, in Iowa right. is different you than know, Virginia. I was, I, was, I was in the car the other day and I was listening to NPR and they were interviewing constituents of Steve King. And there were some who said, yeah. hey, you know, he needs to go and like, right. he's, he's been railroaded by the news media. <laughs> Jeez. Can we do something oh about God. Eastern Iowa, wherever the fuck he's from? Well, well, all right. Let's use another example. Cindy Hyde Smith. Yeah. Cindy Hyde Smith, who is a senator from Mississippi. Yep. Yep. Has been photographed right. with a musket and a Confederate. And her apologies. If I offended someone by my actions, then I apologize <laughs> for it. That it's I love that. If you were if if you were offended, if you by, took this the wrong, wrong way, way. <laughs> right. I'm sorry you took it that way. Right. So and she still in won. her case, because her constituents in Mississippi are saying, no, we're pretty good with that. <laughs> That's the difference. So she's going back to her constituents, and they're like, nah. We actually yeah, would. Yeah, we, yeah. we would hope that you would do more photo ops like this. Hey, why don't you get? Why don't you call up Ralph Northam and ask him for his rose? We'd be good exactly. with that. Exactly. Come. On. She's got her own. She doesn't need to call him for. Uh, her. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So different standards of behavior. No, the other thing that's really shocking is. Yeah. Like I don't know. You know. Hey, t- talk to me. Let's go back to 1984. I'm 15 okay. years old. Yeah. Going on 16 years old, and someone said to me, like, the Klan is, like, alive and well in America. I would have looked at you like, what? Exactly. Really? Right, because on Long Island or in New Jersey, we didn't see a lot of examples of, no, of the not Klan. That, not that these are the most progressive places on earth. I mean, no, but it's Donald Trump did his first <laughs> New York rally in Bethpage, Long Island. Which was a you know I I can run to Bethpage Long Island from my from my mom's house. In fact, I have. Maybe you should be running. Maybe you should be running. Used to from go, Bethpage, you know, put uh, my golfer friends love you know Bethpage Black. I remember being a kid and, and going sleigh riding in Bethpage State okay. Park. So it's not a bastion of liberty, but it's that not. I There's mean, no clan. No clan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe of. way out east. You know, there were yeah. you know Long Island has this history of of. You know, there was African-American communities out east who were sharecroppers or tenant farmers and a lot of these Look, big farms racism. before, the, racism before Long Island exploded into, like, basically being queens again. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but still, like, the, the clan and people walking around in robes. I mean, what? Dude, just- in, the, in the 1930s, in the part of New Jersey where I come from. Yeah. There was a German Bund, 
There were Nazis. Oh, yeah, there was that German thing on Long Island, too. Yeah. In the 30s. There were Nazis in the 30s in our part of the country. Okay? But when we were growing up in the 80s, go on, continue your story. No, just like, I don't know. I mean. We thought it was gone. Right. We were, we thought thought it was gone 10 years ago. I thought it was gone five years ago. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) So. I, I just, it's kind of mind-blowing to me. I, I guess well, it just goes to show that we do live in this, in this, bubble? Very, well, I don't want to use that term because every, as right. you pointed out many times, everybody lives in their own bubble. Yeah. But the fact that I boast that I've seen more of the Middle East than my own country really hampers me because, you know, I, I, my, my sense is, is that the, the country has progressed even with all of the problems. And it actually hasn't. I mean, I experienced that myself. Remember the story how I went down to Corpus Christi to give a talk? And I had and I had dinner with the the executive committee of the group that had invited me. Then and we were talking about Egypt and Israel, and we got into this yeah. whole thing about the about the Camp David Accords. And I said, "Well, you know, Menachem Begin really, um, you know, really had the upper hand and won the the, the negotiation with Anwar Sadat." And one of the guys, yeah. goes, one of the guys, looks at me, and goes, "Yeah, well, of course, he's a Jew." And I was <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> one of the other guys could clearly tell by my reaction that <laughs> I was Jewish and like kind of try to cover the whole thing up. And I was like, okay, easy now. Obviously, obviously this, I'm gentleman, not putting you on that anymore. <laughs> clearly not. But he obviously did not understand that everybody in the Middle East is a good negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> of course. He's like, well, I'm big and chewed him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's I, I was, well, this came on top of the person who picked me up. I was asking about Corpus Christi and its history and, and demographics and so on and so forth. And she looks and she goes, well, you know, they reproduce. <laughs> I was like, who's they? Who is they in this instance? <laughs> Are they bunnies? Anyway. No, who, no, seriously, who is she, she talking, talking about? She was talking about uh, Latinos. That they reproduce? Yeah, she was saying that the... the, 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 the the city's really changed. And I was like, oh, how has yeah. the city really changed? And so on and so forth. And she looks at me darkly and she says, well, you know, they really reproduce. And I was wow. like, all right, take okay. me back to the airport. Please. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. So people, I was, people are really trying to make a good impression on you. So, and then, of course, my flight was on the way home was delayed like three and a half hours. And I had to run through the airport in Houston to get there. And I got home and I tell Lauren all these stories. She's like, that's it. You're never going to one of these places again. Nice. You'll be yeah. back. Oh, <laughs> if I got to sell a book. Um, but yeah, no, exactly. honestly, it's the, 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 I think the Ralph Northam thing, like Steve King, I sort of expect it, but I feel like he's this isolated kook. And this woman from Mississippi, I'm like, ah, it's Mississippi, right? Not that right. it's okay. but like No, but it explains it. <laughs> right. And then you have Ralph Northam, this, you know, left of center Running progressively, he's great. Okay. He's good on all the issues. He's been all good on criminal justice true. reform. He's good so on guns. You know, reproductive rights, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So we're going to judge him on what he did in 1984. I, yeah, we are. When he was in medical school, we absolutely are. And so his record, he was in medical school, re- dude. Okay, so medical he wasn't five school. years old. He wasn't fifteen years and old. He's he a 20s. doctor. Okay. So we're going to throw away his entire public record. I'm just, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying this is what we're offering. Everything that he's done in public life is going to go, is is going to be discounted now because it's all going to be viewed through the hood. No, I think, I think, I don't think it can be discounted. 
but it cannot be celebrated and it can't be tolerated. You can't celebrate what he's done in public life? I, no, I, I, this, this casts such a long shadow. I mean, look, slavery, the Klan, these are original sins of America. There's no question so about I, that. I, I, I don't know. I just think – I go back to what I said. If he wants to regain people's trust, he's going to have to give up something important, not just do some pre-recorded video that's online right. saying, yeah. I'm sorry. I want to win okay. back your trust. So, so what if he goes on this apology tour and, is, and means it? But again, his constituents are the ones who are going to determine his fate. Uh, yeah, I, and and the media, quite frankly, right. because the the longer this story stays in the spotlight, the harder it's going to be for him to move on. No, no, look, I I agree. The the the, the but the fact of the matter is is that Virginia has a Democratic yeah. uh, lieutenant governor who yeah. I, I believe I believe you know so governors in Virginia serve one term. So if he – if Northam resigns and the lieutenant governor takes over, he can run, he can again. run again. Yeah. So – OK. I, but then we're looking at this from a I, pure, calculation no, of power I know. I, I'm looking at it – actually, I'm looking at it from a from a, the perspective of principle here. And I just yeah. – I, I, I can't get beyond – I, I okay. don't know. Maybe maybe I it's okay. You. I don't know. I'm not. I, I hear in a you. Way, what if his, in a way, it's a really going to be up to. It's. I'm not a voter in Virginia. Right. Um. It's. But, you're but, right. But, let me ask you a question though. Yeah. If the lieutenant governor is a was a Republican instead of a Democrat, would your calculation be the same? Um. It's yeah, a tough question. It's a very tough question. Uh, but. I would say you have to be consistent here, you, right? You would hope that the answer would be yes, yeah. right? I mean, it would be harder, no doubt. I mean, being perfectly honest with you, it would be harder because especially since, as I have said over and over again, including on this podcast, Virginia under you know Republican control is yeah. like Alabama and Mississippi. I mean, you've got right. – you know, you've got some – look, this guy who won the Republican primary to run against Tim Kaine – Although, yeah. Albeit he's originally from Minnesota, he won the Republican primary. His whole platform was neo-Confederacy. So this is a place where they have restricted uh, women's rights. The next thing to uh-huh. come was going to be, you know, voter ID, suppression of the vote. I mean, these are there are places uh, there there are members of the you know Virginia House that are have retrograde views and they still control by one by one seat that house yeah the fact that the democrats control the upper house and the and the and the governorship is is very important and, right. and the attorney general so yes if the lieutenant governor was a republican it would be much harder for me but still as like i said call for the racism so, yeah even a long time ago cast a long shadow and if you do want to win back trust you have to give up something uh, you have to – and and a listening tour, it's like it's painful, it's embarrassing, it's so important, but you get to be the governor of Virginia. OK. Uh, I, I hear you. I, I don't think there's an easy answer. No, it's not. It's not. And like I said, he's been he's been very good on on all of these – on all of these issues. Let me I ask still, you a hypothetical yeah, question though. Go. Hypothetical question. Hypothetically, okay. let's say somebody running for public office, they're – emerged an audio tape of him saying that he likes to grab women without their consent by their private parts. Mm-hmm. 
Would should that disqualify him for public office? Ralph Northam? No. A public official, hypothetically. <laughs> we don't have we have an actual example, and yes, it should disqualify <laughs> him from, from I know yeah, that he happens example, to be the president the of the United States. Right. So again, once again, we're asking for a higher level. But I think that's of, the way it should be. It, it, should it absolutely be. should be. Okay, but we're again. The, but you, you know, know the question is: about, some some might say this is kind of unilateral disarmament. You know, the Republicans get away with all this shit. Exactly. That's what. That's exactly. But you what also I'm have saying. to be able to look yourself in the mirror, and also you have this huge constituency of African Americans who vote reliably for the Democratic Party. Yeah, uh, and people of good of 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 good conscience and, and principle. I'm not who, saying that you shouldn't no, do the right thing. No, I know right you're not saying for, that. But what I'm saying is, is that doing the right thing. I'm saying that you can't count on the Republicans at this point to do the right thing on this. As you said, well, personal responsibility is yeah, when a, a person of color should uh, should you know not uh, have to should, should, should not receive any public right, assistance. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but when you're exactly. you know racist and sexist. Uh, that you know, there's there's all kinds of excuses for you, or you just don't admit right. to anything, right? I, I, I don't I, admit. I agree. Here's the difference. Look, I, they, but yeah. I think I think we need to have a, a party with scruples, a party that continues I to. I mean, for you know, whatever whatever problems people might have with the Democratic Party establishment or whatever, whatever this is. I think I think it's very very important. Otherwise, the cynicism deepens further right. and further. And if you let's say you're you're young African American, and Virginia really is becoming it's moving it's purple, right. but it's really becoming blue. The next time around, why would you vote? If right. they, there's well, no consequences. Right. I agree. I agree for those reasons and and more. But let's be clear. That there's only one side that's yes. playing by Without these rules. Without a doubt. Only one side that's playing by these rules. So it's very hard. You know, we're trying to, we're, we're, we're fighting according to the Marquis de Queensberry right. rules. But keep in mind. And they're fighting according to no rules. Keep in mind, think, about, think a decade out. If the Republicans yeah. continue along the path that they are, they will, they, they, there is the potential for them to have permanently put themselves in the minority because they really will become the party of older predominantly of older there white older white people. Yes, but you're discounting their ability to uh, rig the game in their right. favor while that's they true. have power. That's true. And that's what that's exactly right. what they're doing. And that's I mean because that's what see, how McConnell see. came out with, you know, against uh, uh, against what it was in HR1 uh, which was all of these kind of basic technical reforms yeah. of voting and and redistricting that was all really solid uh, reforms that are needed in the country. You're, right. you know, you're absolutely right reforms. about that. Yeah. But demographically, so, demographically, clearly a minority, uh, a minority. Look, party. eventually the tide will turn and they're going to have to eventually be forced probably to do the right thing. Uh, but of course, you know, and, the damage that, that has been done and that will be done in the interim. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're living no, in I know. right now. I know. I know. Yeah. I still. I think that. I think people like Ralph Northam have to pay that price if they want the trust, and if the Democratic Party wants to continue uh, being uh, a part, an ascendant party, if it is yeah. actually ascendant. I don't want to draw too much of a conclusion from the midterms. 
So. Listen, this is an important conversation to have. I'm glad that we, as the conscience of the nation, <laughs> exactly. have been able to hash this out today. And, you know, I think that we're going to set people right on this. So I, I think we've, we've accomplished yep. what we've set out to. All right. It's, it's a good thing. Um, all right. All right. Um, on that happy note, all right. it looks like uh, we're out. We're out. <laughs>